This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. All right, so Joe, um, it's great to see how much success you and Tom are having. Uh, have you taken a moment yet to stop and realise that you're becoming a, a big name in the Australian music scene? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's quite a big name um, anytime soon, but it's been really exciting, all the developments happening in the last just month or so even. And um, yeah, it's good news, just get, touring is the main thing I'm getting excited about really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I must say that I'm really, really, really envious that you supported Florence and the Machine yeah. um, in their side show. How was that? Oh, incredible. And she was, blew me away. I walked into the, their sound check and the, straight away my, just, my jaw just dropped to the floor because <laughs> even in, in that situation, her voice was the most incredible thing and it was a really good experience just to be that close to that kind of thing. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get tickets. That would have been the best thing I could imagine. No, I don't know about you. I had friends like texting me like, I'll do anything for a ticket, you know. <laughs> so you would have been like the most popular person yeah, in the I world. Yeah, I was five minutes. And then, and then after a while, I was like, sorry, I can't help you. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it seems to me like um, that you're always the most popular person in the world. I was at the uh, your EP launch at the... Um, the Workers Club. Workers Club. The Workers yeah, yeah. Club. That was the 26th, I believe, of February. Yeah. Yeah. And that was insane. People were um, queuing up out the door of the streets to get in. I don't know if you knew, but I got hit up like 10 times to, to like spit on my wrist and, <laughs> and rub my stamp on against other people. Yeah, I heard that was happening. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was, it was a real shame because even though it's good for us to say, oh, it's sold out, but but it meant a lot of family and friends couldn't get in. Yeah. So that was upsetting, but, you know, it, you just got to be happy that that kind of thing's happened, you know? Yeah, well, the family and friends, they, they will... Um They'll always be there at, at your smaller gigs, I suppose. Yeah. So it, it's the people that, yeah, were drawn to your name. But it, it was insane in there. I think it was like 50-something degrees. It was the sweatiest night of my life. And it was just <laughs> so funny because usually you come off stage having played and you're sweaty but the audience is all fine. You apologise. But everyone was just as bad. And it was. It was mad. Everyone was just, I think, yeah, sharing DNA. Yeah, the, the, the bar staff night. were squirting themselves and patrons with soda water and stuff. I, oh, awesome. I got hit with that at the end. It was pretty refreshing. I wish I I was um, closer, closer to the bar, I'd tried to climb up a wall by that stage. Because, <laughs> mom, for any of those who haven't seen me before, I'm very uh, vertically challenged. <laughs> so, um, yes, but that was that was insane. And the vibe in there was really good too. It was. It, I mean, the, the, the heat was pretty bad, but I think it also added to the atmosphere. It does. A sweaty night had by all. Yeah, it always exactly. has good co- connotations. It's <laughs> good. Um, so how, how's your EP going? Like, Yeah, good. We just, um, I think we'll be getting it more nationally distributed sometime this week. I think we're getting into JB, which is really exciting. And, yeah, it's it's had some good reviews and all that kind of thing. And But we're already thinking about the next thing. It's so crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just I reckon the most um, exciting thing will I find when when I see a band and they and they end up doing really well and succeeding is when I can go into JB Hi-Fi and buy their CD yeah, there. That might be a bit of a thrill for me. I, I'm a bit of a I'm a big time shopper there and if I saw it in there, I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been known to if I if I've known a band, um, even even like I have all your your EPs and albums, but I'll probably go buy it again in JV <laughs> just just for the experience because I do that. I double up on CDs if um, if I can buy them there, which is um, yeah. But that's just me. It's cool seeing friends' bands and then 
you know, then, then you see them in that store and it's a really cool thing. It is. I think it's like a, a benchmark of greatness, JB <laughs> Hi-Fi. Um, so I, I heard that uh, you're soon to be touring with the Vasco era. Yeah. Now that would be exciting. It's going to be so much fun because um, I've never been to Hobart for starters and I haven't been to Western Australia since I was seven. So that's just, just something I'm really thrilled about and just working out. We've got this, we've just recently bought this massive keyboard um, and so it's a bit ridiculous. We have to work out how to get it f- across the nation. Oh, man. I can imagine you writing some kind of sitcom about that, like dra- <laughs> yeah. big scary dragging a keyboard across yeah. the nation. I don't think those, the cheap airlines really appreciate a 50-kilo <laughs> weird-shaped item in the plane. You probably have to buy it some seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is, your, I take it, your first national tour then. Yeah. So um, what about the Vasco era? Is, is this sort of a first time for them? Like, are you doing it together or...? I don't think so. I think they've done... They've been working pretty hard for the last couple of years. I'm actually not aware what they've done, but I, I assume they've had another album out before this one. Yeah, so yeah. They'll be the seasoned travellers and, like, um, helping really us new, out. New yeah, kids on the road. Getting all excited. Oh, well, it's good to have someone um, show you the ropes so you don't have any of those disastrous um, yeah. travel stories or yeah, something. Exactly. Leaving your giant keyboard in Hobart. Oh, that would be so bad. But um, actually, Tom's going to be helping out the Vasco with... With their, with their set because they've been looking for a keyboard player. So oh, that'd be it's awesome! Out really well, yeah. That that'd be like the the best thing um, that you can actually get to play together and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be mad. Um, so that'll be exciting if uh, any of you are listening interstate online or about to head over there. Make sure you check out Big Scary in the Vasco era at one of their um, n- national uh, <laughs> touring destinations. <laughs> Now, after you uh, come back from there, you said before that you keep thinking about the next thing. Are there any recording plans, an album or...? Yeah, well, this year we're doing um, this thing called The Big Scary Four Seasons. So I think it will stretch into the early early next year. But each season we'll release a little a mini EP with a, with a little single and um, sort of flavoured to, that, to that, sing- that season. So we've already actually recorded summer and autumn and autumn's in the printers we're about to go pick it up and it's got to think so far ahead you know but that is a really really cool idea yeah, it's, it's sounding really good already and um it's just a nice thing to have for posterity i think you know yeah and then thinking about albums is you know next year again and have to start thinking about that now yeah we've well, got to get your producer booked and all yeah. that but oh that yeah no that is really cool i didn't actually know that you were going with um a theme to your uh, yeah. to your singles and eps but yeah that's awesome yeah, it's good. And people think that this At the Mercy of the Elements, that's not involved with that at all. That was just something that started this year and then get the ball rolling on the next four releases uh, for the for the Four Seasons thing. That's Yeah, that that's completely awesome. Um, who does your album art and stuff? Because it's really good. Yeah, for that EP, um, there's a, a guy called Bill Luke and um, he's just a friend of Tom's dad. And he goes around and rips off posters in the city and just puts them all together in different ways. And so we, he, it was a combination of just random street posters and, and some of ours that we'd given him. Oh, yeah, I saw um, on the back I was speaking to uh, Luke from the Box Records um, when at that um, launch and he was ecstatic to find that um, the, their name was yeah. actually on the back there on a poster. Cool. It's got a few little uh, other Melbourne bands we've played with. And actually the funniest thing... Um, both Tom and I are in other bands, and I'm in one called Johnny Rock and the Limits, and totally, just ironically, we didn't give him this poster, and he found it on the street. If you pull the CD up underneath, it's got 
the limits, like cool. the poster from that gig. So it's just funny how that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome coincidence that you get to um, <laughs> promote your side projects yeah. <laughs> through, through the main one. Yeah. Um, uh, right, that was um, that was uh, really good talking to Joe. There, um, we're going to play a, a song from her uh, new EP uh, in a second. But right now, I just want to play a, a song, uh, if that's all right, called The Apple Song, and that is off Big Scary's first EP, and it's my all-time favourite song by them. And we've also got a few messages in while jo- uh, Joe's in the studio. One uh, saying that this Joe chick sounds like a babe, and couldn't agree more there. And another one saying, ah, Joe is so dreamy. So, um, yeah, Joe, you're hitting all the right notes with listeners tonight. So here we go. The Apple song on Joy (laughs) 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy94.9. Support Joy94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. And that was the Apple song by Big Scary on Little Fish on Joy94.9. Now, just uh, reminding you to let me know what you think of the show tonight on 0427 Joy949 or you can email us at onair at joy.org.au. Now, during that song, we received uh, some more messages um, uh, for Joe from Big Scary. Uh, we got uh, we got a shout out from Katrina in McKinnon, uh, saying she's listening and says hi from her and her daughter uh, there. So that's pretty cool. And we also got a got a comment uh, saying <laughs> saying that. Uh, they were watching you at Florence in the Machine and that Big Scary improves their quality of life. I don't know if you can be paid a much higher compliment than that, but um, yeah, I'd say uh, you were you really hitting uh, top notes once again. Okay, so um, now we're back with, with Joe from Big Scary to find out more about what's in store for them. So... How did you and Tom come together uh, in the beginning? Because, um, you know, you're just a two-piece. Like, what made you decide to keep it that way as well? Um, well I think Tom, he started the, started the band. I mean, it was, it was a hard job putting two of us together. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I think he originally wanted a full band for his stuff and um, just got my number off just a school friend of his. And then and after we played a few times, we just sort of felt like that was all that was needed kind of thing fantastic yeah it's been worked really worked really well and started out as kind of just acoustic stuff and has developed into the much more rocky or piano stuff as well yeah you have such a diverse um a diverse style do you is that because you both have differing music tastes or do you just really just want to encompass a bit of everything I think it's just it's not that we have different tastes from each other it's just that we both like all styles I mean the funniest thing to me is that Tom will chuck on a Dizzy Rascal album, you know, and then and then um, Regina Spector. <laughs> it, it just makes sense to us that if we like more than one style, obviously everyone does. So we didn't have to limit what we're yeah. playing to one kind of genre. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great that you have uh, that, that variety in there because it certainly doesn't mean that you can be pigeon uh, pigeonholed into the um, quote unquote indie rock yeah, <laughs> label. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing, but also people try and ask you, what, what music do you play? And I inevitably, inevitably do say indie rock. Yeah, but, uh, but there's so much, um, so much more to that. I mean, uh, your single "Hey Somebody" is um, completely different to um, 
your previous single, which was more, um, you know, piano-based. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's good that, you know, you, we really don't know what's expected. Yeah, and there. it's good. And I think that, especially with this seasons thing, it's really freed up what we can do. Because if we did an album, we'd like it to have some sort of co- cohesion. But with these ones, you know, some some are just purely acoustic songs or just piano ones and just being free to do that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. I think, um, and that's really good just with like the, the two people because you're kind of, um, or I see you as a, like an exclusive club, you know, <laughs> like the exclusive big scary club. <laughs> I don't know because there's just the two of you. Two and, of us only. Yeah, two of you only allowed in the, the big scary club, but you have a lot of people trying to get in. So. <laughs> no, that's good. And, and, you know, in the future, because we started um, doing recordings that might have a bit more layering, a bit more tracking. So if it turns out that in the future we'll, we need more people on stage or something that... We're not against that, but we have a lot of fun as it is at the moment. Yeah, and you just um, work so well together. I mean, the, the first thing I notice about you as, as a drummer is that you have um, an amazing ability to put, like, a melody into the drum so it's not just a beat. <laughs> oh, cool. That's, that's really nice. Thank yeah, you. like, you, you really uh, compensate for the lack of bass in oh, a good. way. And then, um, so, so you, don't, you don't need one. Like, you're really um, playing multiple roles, I think. Oh, and cool. similarly, like, Tom manages to play what sounds like two guitar lines yeah. at once, lead and, and rhythm. He's so. got some crazy pedals and he he's, he's has fun working out what he can do with them. So he gets a lot of bass in his, in his little guitar as well. It's, yeah, I think it's just um, your, your songs are so in- inventive. Like, there's... Um, uh, I don't know, you, you think outside the box, uh, using English teacher grade four <laughs> speak, um, you, you really do because uh, your beats are there, so inventive, they're not just, um, you know, typical, uh, I don't know, rock beats. How, how did you learn to drum like that? Or Oh, I don't know, I, I actually um, have had some funny training, like I um, went to, did, did a bit of a jazz course, but I was pretty useless at that because I wasn't down with practicing six hours a day oh man (laughs) I just didn't have the skill or the passion for jazz but I think that has helped kind of try and be a bit more inventive like yeah definitely I mean drumming can get pretty boring if you have to just do two and four on the snare every time so yeah just for your own sanity it's fun to mix things up it is it's good um like there's a lot of good stuff in jazz although Hmm. I imagine Mm, six hours a day you'd probably have like four arms of steel or something like that (laughs) it's true the yeah, ultimate the drummer. Chops. So, um, yeah, but that's good that you managed to, to merge two styles like that. Um, I think you're paving your own way. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, thank you. Um, so I just wanted to know, I mean, apart from yourselves, obviously, which other Melbourne bands do you have your eye on and would like to see succeed in the industry? Oh, we, actually, you mentioned the Box Rockets before and they're an absolutely amazing band and they've got a great EP out and it'd be cool, cool to see them doing some more stuff and... Um, it's a hard question because it ends up all your friends are in bands. Yeah, you once you're in that scene. Roster Shane Hurricanes are pretty cool. They're like this punk rock kind of thing and there's millions of millions of them. Yeah, there is so much good stuff out there. And um, just tell us again what which your side project is. Well, <laughs> Big Scary is the side project, actually. Is it really? It was. It was for most of the time. And then um, it just started getting a bit of momentum, so that's kind of taking <laughs> up more of our time now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Johnny Rock and the Limits, I've been playing with them for a long time and, and um, that's a five-piece, so it was, yeah. it was fun It was fun going to the two-piece as, as a different kind of thing and that's just, that's, that is pretty indie rock, Brit rock kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom's in another band called Detective Social. Yeah, Detective Social. Yeah, it's good just, you know, um, playing with different people, different, totally different styles of music Yeah, definitely. And stuff, so. 
Uh, anyway, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. I was really excited about the interview. We're sure here that you're going to be in lights very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.